Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper, Ronald J. Martin. Boys, it's been uh, it's been a while since we've been all together, um, but we got everybody back now, and we're going to do a little promo work. We're going to do a little book promo work uh, because we have a new book dropping, and it's very exciting. Um, but before we get to that pipe, we have some actual promo work, some bill paying to do with our our newly redefined relationship. We kind of had a DTR with Dwell, and uh, we put some new parameters on it, but we're still together, um, which is exciting. Piper, tell us about Dwell Bible. Yeah, I think Henry Cloud would be proud of us for the boundaries that mm-hmm. we put in place on this, or rather, maybe that they I think put, they in put place boundaries on this. Maybe in place. he'd be proud yeah, of yeah. them. But uh, yeah, we were, we were a little clingy, so they had to put <laughs> on boundaries. Uh, listeners, Dwell is an audio Bible app that you will likely be familiar with now if you've been listening for a while. If you go to dwellapp.io slash happyrant, you can see more about the app as well as checking out the discounts they have for our listeners. But it is probably the most uh, kind of full-service audio Bible app in existence in terms of all of their features, the Bible versions they have, the narrators, the music, uh, a whole variety of things to help it help you find the right listening experience for you. They've also recently added a read-along option, so you can actually um, you can actually be listening to scripture as you read it, which is uh, which can be a cool benefit. Um, or if it's the kind of thing you just want to fit into the other margins of your life, they have listening plans. They have they have lists. So if you just need encouragement, if you need the promises of God, if you want to hear, I was going through one the other day listening to. Um, Paul's benedictions where he just blesses the churches. So things like that, they have all that built in. But again, go to dwellapp.io slash happy rant. They have a 10% discount off of their annual subscription and a 33% discount off of their lifetime subscription, which is a $50 saving. So pretty significant. So go check them out today. Dwellapp.io slash happy rant. I think you'll really enjoy it. Solid pipe. Um, boys, I feel like we need a new sponsor. I mean, not it to replace dwell, but just in addition. I don't know. Dwells, they're starting to feel a little distant. It's it's kind of that stage where they're they're a little bit less responsive. I don't know. I'm just I'm just feeling like we need to we need to we need to get the the thrill. The thrill is gone gone, a little bit. We're starting to take each other for granted. You know what I mean? Um, No, we love dwell. Maybe that means we need like a recommitment. Do we need like a vow renewal ceremony? I think we do. I think at our next live show, which are we still doing that live thing in Texas? Is that still a thing? We are. I'm supposed to actually hear from uh, from the guy planning it today. So solid. Um, yes, we are going to be doing a live thing in Texas, which we haven't talked about because we're not planning it ourselves. But yeah, there's going to be a, a Happy Rant kind of conference slash live yeah. thing in the greater Dallas Fort Worth area in I want to say September. Yeah, it's coming right up. Is that what we agreed on? I think it was. And uh, people should know. I think it was late August, boys, is the dates we agreed on. Was it late August? I knew there was two options, and one of them was September, one of them was late August. Late August, dude, is right around the corner. That's crazy. Um, Also a great time to go to town. Yeah, solid time, dude. It'll be nice and cool. It's going to be like walking into the devil's oven. It's going to be. Exactly. But. Not the event. Churches should know that this is on the table for them. Like if they want to bring in the Happy Rant experience for a weekend uh kind of planning their own live shows as it were uh this is on the table so 
we can be reached out to and uh, we can be booked for that sort of thing. Um, it is the last weekend in August. Ronnie is correct. He had a better memory than Yeah, me. it's going to be lovely down there, dude. That'll be really <laughs> nice. Be Ronnie, really... Ronnie remembers all things live events. Well, I mean, it's just, it. you know, I, I wrote it down when you gave us the dates pipe, and those have to be the dates now because that's what we got. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Baby, are you fresh uh, fresh off your trip to Nashville for the SBC conference? Oh, you know, Bit. absolutely. I just made a comment like yesterday. I said, if you're on Twitter this week, it's like you're in the SBC this week because Dude, that's you, all it's been. You know what I love about all you guys? You're you're all like, oh, the SBC conference, it's the worst. I'm so tired of talking about it. Like rubs hands together gleefully, like give me gossip from the SBC conference. It's a little, a little bit. Of I mean, mix. those who are in the there's, we don't really have any S. Well, actually, your your church is part of the SBC, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Big T, yeah, yeah. So me and Pipe are non SBCers, though. That's the idea. yeah. I know that's crazy. Like me and Pipe used to. So I we used to have to be careful about what we said, and I still have to be careful. But like, I'm the only one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I worked for for Lifeway, which is owned by the SBC, and you work for a, a Southern Baptist college, and so yes, there's there's a fair amount of like. Of landmine avoidance. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I actually tried to think of every term and hashtag um, related to the SBC I could to mute them on Twitter, so as not because it it would have been eighty percent of my feed mm. because those who are in the SBC tweet about it nonstop. Those who are adjacent to the SBC tweet about it with, like you said, the glee of like I get to kind right. of judge and observe this thing. Or so, just the glee that yes, I'm I tried not part of it, and I, <laughs> I get to I get yeah, to escape exactly. like, just I get a to, mess. I get to cast is. judgments without any of the exactly. fallout. And Gosh, uh, dude, again, Twitter such yeah, a so I'd, such a credit to our lives. It know? is. It's such an uplifting. What a crowning achievement of man. I mean, if you don't believe total depravity, like after 20 minutes on Twitter, I don't know. There's there's no hope for you. Um, but let's talk about something. More interesting than the SBC conference or Twitter. And that's our new book, boys. Um, the book that's going to like just light up the publishing industry. And uh, it's going to make rich men out of all three of us, out of the, uh, the executives, the good people over at um, Harvest House, right? Harvest House. Um, yep, that's they're, the the, they're the people that we're going to make rich on this, uh, on this project. And Pipe, you had a good idea for this morning which is as a means of promoing the book, um, which we have a title for. And the title's only like 55 words long. So it just kind of rolls it down to one paragraph. Yeah, we hone it down to one paragraph. I've actually forgotten. I've actually forgotten what the title is because it's completely forgettable. Yeah, right. Well, (laughs) mostly, maybe, maybe those reasons, but also because we took like alphabet soup and rearranged it. 72 different times so i can't remember what i mean it's like, but, again you could be the best memorization guy in the world and not have this title ever memorized <laughs> put 12 executives in a room making a title and and just magic happens you know that's uh that's the magic of our business boys but um one thing that we got to do uh without 12 executives is the happy rant phonetic dictionary and I think this is going to be a really helpful resource. Um, it's this is like the the Happy Rant like study book, as it were, in that we put some like helpful appendices and resources in it. But this is the one wherein we kind of go through all of our terminology and all the words that kind of recur on the show and put definitions to them as a means of serving 
uh, our people. And I think this is going to be helpful. Um, helpful is a word for evangelicals that just kind of stands in now for good or nice. You know what I mean? Like, gosh, that was, I watched a show last night, you guys, it was so helpful. Meaning it's helpful, that I like it's helpful it. hearing you say this too, T. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. We should put helpful in the phonetic dictionary, actually. That so. would be helpful. It would be so helpful. Uh, on on the plus side, Ted, we did rant last episode about the misuse of terms like genius and awesome. At least helpful is accurate if if blah. Yeah, helpful is accurate if helpful. like normal people are using it. But I feel like if people in Christian publishing are, are using it, it could it stands in for a whole lot of different things. <laughs> It's like calling something interesting or saying interesting when somebody tells you a boring story. You're like, hmm. That's really a good point, Pipe. I feel like it's a it, it's not. It's like a nicer version of interesting. It is a nicer is. version of interesting. Because I have this um I have this guy I do some work with, and no matter what you say, so he asks for an opinion or a comment on something that we're discussing, and no matter what you say, and sometimes you're like that was the worst comeback in the world. He'll always follow it up with that. That was helpful. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> what was it though? Cause it didn't yeah. feel helpful, but I, I do think it's like, it's like the, uh, it's the Christianese version of interesting, right? It really is. Dude, I'm a big, interesting guy. I use that word a lot, but and... I think that can be sincere too. Like, like big T, like, like if we're talking about a topic, I can go, dude, that's interesting. And like, that's yeah. what, that's authentic right there. I know from I, your I inflection that you mean it. Right. Um, yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that is That's interesting. interesting. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's helpful. Boys, let's let's get into this dictionary, and uh, I'm going to run a few of these by you. I'm just going to kind of go in order, but we can stop and and chat about any of these that are interesting. And if we think of others, we can we can add them to this living document. All right, so we went alphabetically. So we started with, uh, I guess, the A's, but uh, the first one is is at Jared C. Mm. Um, so we kind of put some definitions on this, which you, I assume you had to do with your relationship with Jared C similar to our relationship with dwell. Mm. Um, here's what we had for this one. Jared C Wilson, who is Ronnie's best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Jared lives in Kansas city and has released two new books in the time it took me to type this sentence. (laughs) He, do you think we should get in there something about how he is definitively not a ghostwriter? Oh, we should, dude. We got to add that. Here, I'll finish it. I mean, it's, it's, it's anti ghost. Why don't we eternal anti ghostwriting campaign? He lo- he's like the ghostbuster of, of ghostwriters. Oh yes, dude, yes. I love it. He loves Tom Brady, putting out books and shopping at Marshalls, being friends, which he, which he takes great offense to. By the way, <laughs> yeah, he actually texted me about. He that. told me one time, "Why do they always say that? I've never once been to a Marshall." Oh which come I on, think is I don't believe that for a I think second, dude. I don't believe it for a second. I think he doesn't know the difference between Marshalls and TJ Maxx and like Ross Dress for Less. So, it, you know, he's been to all three and he doesn't remember which is which. Being yeah. F- I, yeah, his I think his wife buys his apparel. He's, you know, he's one of those guys, which is, yeah. you know, That's props, cool. right? Yeah, there yeah, it is. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Being friends with Big R makes him feel cooler. And being friends <laughs> with Jared makes Big R feel more academic. Uh, and that's that's the end of our definition which is interesting because that's the last thing i ever feel like feeling but uh but uh, yeah we'll roll with that that's good yeah i mean it makes you feel like you're you're about to get a book deal i think sure it it gives you that but it gives you that like the best way to feel yeah the best way to feel academic is like academic adjacent because you don't have to do any of the work or even use any of the terms you just sort of get associated with it so you sort of get the glow without any of the 
the other. What's funny is that like Jared C, like if you were to, so if you were to have a convo with him, Uh he would kind of throw out the anti-academic thing. But when you really get to talking to him, he's like totally in line with all the, with the academy. Like he the way he doing, like processed him like things. man of the people, like persona like, like, wise. You know, like man, I, I don't know. I had a thought about it, so I, I wrote two more books about it, or I wrote like a white paper. About <laughs> right, it, you know what I mean? Right. He's right. not an off the cuff guy, I will uh-huh. say. And I very much, I very much, if I go into something too prepared, that yeah. just, that is like the death of me. You yeah. know what I mean? So <laughs> you feel it. Oh, dude, it's like the worst thing ever for like a talk or something. It's like, oh my gosh, man, I might as well just read off the back of this like, you know, wheat checks box, you know, kind mm. of a thing. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Helpful. We all have our, it's interesting. Huh? We all <laughs> we, have our we've struggles. all got stories. Boys, uh, Boys all right. we all got our struggles, man. But that, yeah. Jer- wow. Jared C made the, I mean, baby, that's top of the list for at Jared C in the book. Well, it's because he's at, man. It's because I know. that's the first, that's the first, uh, like character. All right. I know. Ne- I know. Next one, baby. We get a lot of questions about this, about why Ron and I call each other baby. Um, and we address it right here. Okay. So here's the definition for baby an actual baby, meaning a tiny pink, sometimes gross <laughs> human. Also, things that reformed families produce in droves. It's also how I, Big T, refer to Ron and how he refers to me. Due to our shared love of the movie Swingers, which came out in the 1990s and starred Jon Favreau and Vince Vaughn, both pre-fame. So that's a story about Baby. Um, but my we question, kept that real academic, didn't we? Just very, very, very fast. Well, dude, yeah, I just wanted to, and that's the reformed guy in me, right? I wanted to set some definitions on baby. I wanted to be clear about baby uh, so that there's no confusion about our position on it. We should have somebody write like a six-page white paper. on. on we should have Jared do it. Yeah. Oh, how about that Jared C? I bet he's got thoughts. Baby, I have a question. Has Jared ever like experimented with the baby thing with you? Like conversationally, he told me, and I quote, one time. <laughs> he said, "This is a strong start." He said, um, "If you ever expect me to call you baby, you're going to be sorely disappointed." Mm-hmm. To which I replied, mm-hmm. "What would make you think I would expect that?" He thought it was just an expectation, like a blanket expectation for any friend of yours. I, I think so. It's like a mark of true right, friendship. Right. Right. <laughs> He's like, I will call you baby if I have to, but I, I won't like it. Yeah. I mean, and it wasn't even that generous. It was uh-huh. like, it was like, this relationship is already going to a place I don't approve of if your expectation mm. is for me to call you what Ted calls you. Interesting. Wow, dude. I'm glad you guys had that talk, though. That's helpful. It I was mean, helpful. just in a relationship. Yeah. It was helpful. Again, setting some definitions. DTR, man. It was like we just we threw out a DTR right at the top. You know? That's solid. Pipe, have you ever called anyone baby? In a in a <laughs> other than your baby. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, the thing is, even people who I would be inclined to call baby, I probably call babe. There you go. Mm. And they are uh either married to me or my children. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, there's pretty pretty defined limits on my use of that type. Pipe, I mean, I call, I don't know, other than the first time I met her, I don't think I've ever called my wife by anything other than babe. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't, I don't, the only person I call baby is Big T. That's our oh, unique thing. That's big, baby. That, uh, that is, it is big. big. That's, yeah, that's, that's that helpful. Thing, that's that thing me and you got going on. That's right. That's right. We need that. Um, boys, I'm going to move into the C's now. Uh, I'm kind of jumping around here a little bit. 
Uh, we'll yeah, do we two. don't want to give it all away, boy. We don't want to give it. We yeah, have we something can, to read. You know, right? Yeah, this is this is a sampling of. You act like you don't need the stuff. They give you the stuff for free. Um, <laughs> all right, we're in the seas now. Christian slumlords. <laughs> Everybody in Big T's church. This refers to the sudden boom in all Christians wanting to become realtors or own rental properties as a means of getting rich, but also somehow doing it for Jesus. Um, <laughs> so I'm seeing a lot of Christian slumlord activity in my church. That's I don't know fascinating. You're, yeah, you're not seeing that, baby, in Ashtown? Um, not, I mean, not so much because there's just not a lot available around here. I would, yeah. I would think it would be, it would be more of a thing where you are just given the, the dem, you know? Yeah, yeah, it is. So like, what do you mean? Like, so they're all saying, oh, I'm going to buy this, like, I'm going to buy this little condo, fix it up in Airbnb, it kind of a thing. No, there's like, there's two categories of this. Okay. There's, there's the sort of, and I think maybe we talked about this a couple years ago, but due to the rise in like HGTV making real estate into like a sexy career, Mm-hmm. Um, at any given time, you've got like, you know, a handful of people who are trying to be realtors. Um, so there's that, uh-huh. but then there's also the whole, like, you know, I'm buying a, sl- like a slum, like a condemned property and I'm turning it into a rental and I'm buying up a whole bunch of these and just like, like the whole real estate tycoon thing is, is really but where's trending. like, but where's like the cat, where's the cashiche coming for those purchases as well? well dude, or rents- are they just... Rents are huge in our town. Like, like you, you can you can buy a, a relatively crappy property and rent it for a a, a relative pile of cash. So like wait a being minute. So a the housing is, boom hasn't like hit your area. So like things aren't overpriced right now, like they are everywhere else. It's hitting it. So like, but bu- but buying is still way cheaper in our area than renting. Like renting is way overpriced. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's still like demand for rentals because we have a few colleges in our town and a big hospital yeah, yeah. and and the whole deal. So, like, it's a good town to be a slumlord in, to be honest. <laughs> and um, you know, God bless them, I guess. Um, I mean, you're kind of one of them, T. I mean, be honest. Well, I mean, well, we have the Airbnb, but that's it. You know. Um, oh, you're saying it. You're saying to be a slumlord, you need multiple properties that you're trying to just well i, I think become it needs rich to be, of. no these are these are good again we're, we're dtring this but like i think it speaks a little bit to your persona like being the kind of person who is passionate about real estate and like is is like really into it you know which oh, so not. that's what you're saying so it's not like hey man i had some cash to invest I'm going to fix this thing up, just do a little Airbnb on the side. It's more like, no, you got to understand, like, real estate's my thing. Yeah, real estate's my thing. Well, also, I think there's a, there, there's a very important, it has to be a separate property from your own. Yeah. yeah. Like, if if you have something, if you have a, a you know, a, a carriage house or whatever, and you're renting it out, like, that's just using the space that you have for a little extra money. And because at any point you could reclaim that and be like, I'm turning that into an office. I'm moving my mom in there because she needs a place to live or whatever. It's the separate property aspect of this. So it's a second it's house or multiple yeah. homes. We, yeah, we've got, I mean, we've got a handful of people in our church who are like, you see a post on the, the, like the church members Facebook page. And it's like, Hey, our, our rental property is now available kind of thing. And they, they show it and it's, they buy like the, 
1,300 square foot, 1,400 square foot like brick ramblers that are all over the yeah. south. And they kind of make them cute yeah. and, and you know, put in new appliances and stuff and then rent them out. And yeah, in a mar- housing market like Nashville, it's a killer investment because they bought it for 130000 five years ago. And now it's, you know, a $330,000. I was going to say, Pipe, are those things going for I – know, I know what exactly what you're talking about. Are those things expensive now? I think depends on what part of town, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I would imagine a a cheap, a cheap house, like that house that I just described, if it was kind of not fully updated, because a cheap one's probably $230,000. And that would need, that would probably need a lot of work. Yeah. And that would be like, oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ripping out the, the ugly old wood paneling and all that stuff. Sorry, we're rabbiting. No, no, no worries. All right. Next one. Conf. We say the word conf a lot on the program. We say we say it in reference to a particular person's passions and proclivities, but conf proclivities, yes, that's conf is short for conference. Gee, guys, which, thanks so much. Yeah, which which any conference is the dream destination for Big R, who is all about getting that lanyard, booking that Spirit Airlines flight, <laughs> and getting out of town for a few days. Um, so that's the story behind conf. Pretty pretty self evident. Mm. Um, and and listeners, just to tease a little bit more, we have an entire chapter on conferences. We, we break them out by name. We talk about the best and worst parts. It's uh, we're, we're just I think we just put the finishing touches on that one. So it's there's a lot more to it. That's just We've got a white paper. This on is conferences. just a taste. Yeah, we get into it. We essentially did. Yeah, that chapter is essentially a white paper. It's a white paper. We need to we need to be presenting that at a conference, but like an unfun one. Pipe. I wonder if Ron would enjoy academic conferences. Or if oh, it, dude, don't. If nope. it wouldn't work. It's just, no, it would not. It would oh, not. Ronnie, have you been to, like, nope. ETS? Nope. Uh, oh, man, I need to hear your take on it. You need dude, to I can't help. stand stuff like that because it's it's like nerd Twitter, man. I have I have a major issue with stuff like that. Baby, here's the, here's the I'm going to give you the upside and the downside. And, Pipe, you, you weigh, in on this, weigh in on this one, too. The upside is you get to get on an airplane and get out of town. Okay. Correct. There's a hotel involved. Um, so you like that. Um, <laughs> I love how you're trying to sell me. I'm selling ETS it. I'm conf. selling it big time. But the downside, as I see it, is literally everything else. Uh, um, pipe, what yeah. am I missing? <laughs> no, you're not missing everything because everything is the downside. Like they don't even do the perfunctory so, like he, worship band at these conferences. Like the perfunctory sad like we're gonna sing two songs. The, the advantage. Thing. There's one additional advantage to uh, to academic conferences, and that is they're they're almost always in cities. That other conferences are not in. That's true. So, like, tr- pastors' conferences are always in inexpensive cities. You know, Orlando when it's hot as Hades outside, <laughs> Indianapolis any time of uh-huh. the year, those kinds of places. Whereas uh, Louisville any time of the year, you're like, why? That's not a destination. Why would I want to go there? Whereas like ETS, I went to New Orleans, Denver. Ooh. Dude, you um, actually went pipe. Wow. Oh, I worked in publishing. Like, yeah, I just, that was what I, we, we went to all the conferences. Uh, San Diego, uh, Providence, Rhode Island, sneaky cool city. Also, not a, not a long drive from other very cool cities. So that's one advantage because they have to move them around to, to kind of cater to their various constituencies. Well, look, yeah. I mean, so boys, that's, that's the only other. I, I mean, I would, I would go, you know, I, I think we, we kind of talk about this in the chat, right? But, like, mm-hmm. I would go to an ETS, but I wouldn't go there. I would go there to hang out with dudes that are going there to, to hang out. The problem 
There wouldn't that be any for some, dudes you'd want to hang out with. Well, it's all it's all the nerd Twitter dudes Active. that like like tell jokes like you know uh, you know to tell Calvin jokes, which just to me are horribly unfunny. And um, how many super lapsarians does it take? It's to just not. Yeah, it's that. It's yeah. like not funny, like ETSE kind of jokes. And uh, so I I just I have a really low thresh for that. You know. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little snobby about that. Mm. I'm a little I'm a little no academic way. about academia. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, that I don't remember. So yeah, in going to those conferences, uh, there was never a normal conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like you never just ran into somebody and started talking about things that you were mutually interested in. Because the only thing that the attendees want to talk Bad about ink. is their it's shop talk, which is their nerdy yeah, special. B a v i n c k, or however you pronounce his name. Yeah, I'm sure it's Bavink, and somebody's going to judge you for. That. I'm going to say I'm just going to call him Bavs. <laughs> Bavs. <laughs> I'm gonna call him Babs. What does mom call him? Kind of like Babs, but but with a but Babs with a V. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's how we that's how we you know repronounce the name. Dude, we've we've done some we've done some renaming in the in the course of this program, and I'm gonna lay one on you now. Uh, Dougie Fresh. Oh, Dougie Fresh. Not to be confused with the American rapper from the 1980s. When the boys say Dougie Fresh, it is in reference to Douglas Wilson who is a famous pastor from someplace out west who likes lighting things on fire both literally and metaphorically. (laughs) He is either brilliant or a horrible monster, depending on who you ask. Ron and Pipe need to put distance between themselves and Dougie Fresh and do so verbally on the regular. While Big T doesn't have a dog in the Dougie Fresh fight at all. If he did, Dougie Fresh might light said dog on fire. I think I wrote a footnote for this. Okay, that was uh, yeah. that. Uh, that you wrote a footnote on the. I mean, definition. that is about as good as it gets for a death, right there. Yeah, I feel like that hits. It hits at a lot of levels. On that might be the most accurate <laughs> explanation we have in the entire dictionary. Well, yeah, and the great thing is, like Dougie Fresh really loves to take offense at things and then light them on fire. I don't even think he could be mad at this definition. He's like, correct, not a rapper. Yeah. Do enjoy lighting things on fire in all senses. <laughs> People absolutely yeah, love seriously, me. Yeah, seriously, yeah. I mean, I would consider burning. Ted it's Neo. the most factual thing we've written. It's there, unassailable. There was, like, there was no character assassination stuff going on there. It was completely accurate. Completely. I mean, all even right. if you love Dougie Fresh, you look at that and you go, "Yep." Yeah, exactly. Let's do another person. Um, it's Drisky. Mm. So Drisky's another another rename that we've done on the program. Drisky refers, of course, to Mark Driscoll, who was a metal necklace and tap-out shirt-wearing pastor in the early 2000s, and who is now a guy who lives in Scottsdale and sort of embodies the Scottsdale ethos perfectly vis-a-vis tanning and fashion. He morphed from an angry uncle pastor to smug father figure pastor. Trivia. Did you know that Drisky's church was the third one profiled in Colin Hansen's Young, Restless, and Reformed book? Wild. Do you know how I know that? I know it because I listened to uh, the the podcast that has Kevin DeYoung, Colin Hansen, and uh, the other guy, uh, Judas. Who's the other? Who's the third guy on that podcast? Taylor. Justin Taylor. They were interviewing Timmy K, which was an exercise in hearing Kevin DeYoung talk two thirds of the time. But uh, <laughs> but, but the, I love KDY even steps on Timmy K. You know that's that's a solid flex. Um, but yeah, they I, mentioned this. I missed that interview, man. Was it was it good though for Tim K? It was actually phenomenal. I mean, the the first fifteen or twenty minutes I thought were outstanding. It was Timmy K just talking about 
Um, not to take it to a dark place, but like cancer and yeah, everything like, he's been going through. Yeah. Yeah. Everything he's been going through, but it was really, really solid. And then they kind of mm. got into this deal where they were kind of rehashing the young restless reform movement. And I don't know. I, I thought, I thought Timmy K's stuff was, was phenomenal on that level too. It was just mm. really thoughtful, but, uh, I gotta hear but it. yeah, Colin and Justin didn't speak at all. I don't think on their own podcast, not a but. word. Yeah, not a not mums the word from those. They two wouldn't gentlemen. have. They wouldn't have dared say a word. They wouldn't have dared say a word. That's right. Not a word in edgewise. But uh, but anyway, that's Drisky. Let's uh, let's scroll down here and find. Uh, let's find another one. Quick word on Drisky. I I feel like maybe we should send him like a, a one of those like a, like a thank you basket or something for all of the good he's done for this podcast in the last seven years. He needs a fruit basket from us. He really does. Yeah, like an edible arrangement yeah. or something. I mean, I'm sure his security team would would scan it and then destroy it, it or something. But it just he has been the gift that keeps on giving for this podcast in so many he ways. You probably so. prefer like a tool chest, don't you think? I don't know though, Woody. Do you think he's a, a DIY type type of guy? What about like a monogrammed holster for that handgun I'm sure he has? <laughs> I think yeah. that's I think that's the gift, Pipe. I really do. Um, I think, I think it's a monogrammed holster. I love it. We'll, uh, we'll get our assistant on that. We need a secretary for the show. Snakeskin boots, perhaps. I mean, Dude, I, I see him as something that fits his current. I see him as definitely a snakeskin boot guy as of like the last five years. I think, I think up North in, in Seattle, he was a, he was like a Doc Martens guy probably, but now mm-hmm. he's, oh, for he's, sure. he's a hundred percent snakeskin boot. And, um, I don't know. I like it. I'm, I'm into it. Um, all right, let's go into the H's and J's. Harbor Network. Mm. Yeah. A rebrand of the Sojourn Network, which is Ron's church planning network, which is famous for flannel shirts, work boots in which no actual work is done, and lavish conferences. Harbor has nautical slash oceanic connotations, despite being headquartered in Louisville. <laughs> also sounds like a Christian radio network from the late 1980s. <laughs> so that's Harbor. When baby, I have a question for you. When are Pipe and I going to get our our like Harbor? I almost said Harvard Harbor Network. Uh, when are we going to get our swag in the mail? Like our oh, some garb? And oh man, I, yeah, I can get you guys some garb. Dude, garb us up, dude. We need, need absolutely. Not absolutely. even. Do you have anything besides like golf shirts and collared pullovers? I mean, Pipe, are you being are you being coy? I mean, we don't. Do you have a flannel? No, I just. I mean, I, I hear Harbor Network, and that's just what I assume. I assume like golf no, shirts. That's Harbor Network says golf shirt to me. Like that. Yeah, no. I mean, we wouldn't even. Ha- we might have a polo, but no. It's more like uh, hoodies and caps, and mm. you know, all the all the kind of stuff. You should go on the website, and I'll uh, tell me what you want, and I'll uh, I'll get you something. Ooh, so. dude, I'm into it. I'm Absolutely. into it. It's, Man, it's, it's good, good stuff. It's nice stuff. Yeah, it's good to be. It's good to be a podcast superstar. It's good right to be hooked now. up, man. Good to be hooked, hooked up. up. All right, next one. Um, Judas H. Priest. <laughs> a thing that Ted says when he gets really upset about something. Judas Priest was a metal band in the 1980s featuring Rob Halford's distinctly falsetto voice. It's also just a fun thing to say. Try it. Um, have you I guys also ex- love its, uh, its counterpart that we went, we went with for a very brief moment, which was Judas Priestess. Judas Priestess, dude, that's going way back. Well, because we're trying to be diverse and, you know, we need to make that's sure right. to cover our bases. That's good, man. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Fight the patriarchy. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, all right, I'm scrolling, scrolling. Okay, let's do let's do another one. Let's do another name one. Uh, we're in the M's now. Metaxi. Mm. Metaxi. Eric Metaxas, who is an author that everybody liked, Bonhoeffer book, and who now everybody hates. That's literally all I know about Metaxi. Was I mean, like, it's it's incredibly accurate. Circa a decade ago, like literally every Christian's home you went into in like 2011, you were you were setting a cup of coffee on that Metaxas Bonhoeffer book, and people were raving about it. And now he, everybody hates Metaxi. It's been yeah, a tough he, decade. He for, turned himself for into a villain, man. It's uh, mm. yeah, poor Metaxi. Tough. And tough. by poor, I mean not very poor at all. Is Metaxi still rich? You think? And by poor, I mean the probably the least poor person we would. All three of us have any mm. acquaintance with if we knew him. Mm. I have no clue. I'm, I suspect he's doing just mm. fine. He has like a radio show. and well, We have a radio show. You know, has political connections and his books still sell for some reason. We don't have those other two things. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. tough. All right. Speaking of, um, I want to do another phrase. This is, um, this is something that Big R and I do. Uh, it's called The Money. Uh, the money is the ultimate compliment in Big T and Big R's world, and again is an homage to or a direct ripoff of swingers. So, for example, you might say something like, quote, Baby, your tiny little bespoke leather headphone case is the money. <laughs> Which tiny little bespoke leather headphone case really exists? And I, I would say this thing is like one inch by one inch, right, baby? It, it holds earbuds. It doesn't even hold like actual headphones. Well, it ho- um, yeah, it holds it holds the case. It that holds, holds the ca- Apple AirPods. You could you could say, and not to put too fine of a point on it, it's a case for a case. It's right? a case for a case. Yeah, it's a case study. Exactly. Oh, it's a case study. <laughs> Dude, we should do. We should. Well, do that a was chapter. a little dad. That was a little dad jokey. Sorry, Paul. that was dad jokey. Because I'm super anti dad joke. So sorry about that. Jared C is laughing out loud right now. Yeah, is, she, is he a big dad joke guy? <laughs> um. No, I don't think so. I mean, you know, hmm. Jared C doesn't really lay out the jokes. You know, yeah. that's not really his. That's not really his style. Yeah, but. yeah. Uh, all right, let's do. Let's do another one. This one's a, a particular like thorn in the flesh of Big R. Uh, it's nerd Twitter. Oh, yeah, nerd Twitter. <laughs> Dude, I can't where- like I'm like you say the word and I'm already angry. Nerd Twitter is where guys from a certain theological subset gather to let each other know what white papers they're reading and to occasionally drop in a reference to Hebrew. The tweets have no entertainment value per se and are intended to only to serve the persona of the person doing the tweeting, which also describes, to be fair, all of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's Nerd Twitter. Yeah, it's just like the rest of Twitter with more syllables. Right. With bigger words. And the Latin Vulgate. Yeah, or yeah. Something. Interesting. Interesting. Um, <laughs> really helpful. I wonder how much... Yeah, it's helpful. I wonder how much like Venn diagram overlap there is between our audience and nerd Twitter. Like, I wonder if there are like 14 nerd Twitter guys being super Oh, dude, right for, for sure. 100, man. There's for sure. There's for sure we got some nerd, nerd Twitter traction in, in our audience group. Yeah, and and let me and let me just and let me just uh, you know to uh, to clear the air here. I yeah. I just I don't like nerd Twitter. I'm not saying I don't know dudes that engage. I don't have anything against the actual nerds. It's just mm-hmm. the dialogue drives me a little cuckoo. Sure, yeah. Yeah. sure. Um, <laughs> all right, let's let's do another name. 
uh, Slicky. Oh boy, that's a this boy. This is really remote, isn't it, man? Yeah, Slicky. We're getting deep into the weeds. Getting real rando. Yeah, Yeah. that's like a like a a niche of a niche of a niche. All right, this is Big T and Big R's term term of endearment for a guy named Clinton Falpel, who ran a studio of some kind in Fort Wayne, Indiana. It was either radio or television or neither. We got to Slicky due to his name being Clinton and due to former President Bill Clinton being referred to as Slick Willie. <laughs> Stay with us. <laughs> kind of the Man, that is, that is I so will random. Say that, I feel like we should run this term through Urban Dictionary just to make sure we're not accidentally saying something. <laughs> yeah, it something probably stands for something profane. vile and horrific. It's probably true. It's probably, yeah. actually true. Uh, okay. Oh, boy. Have we, have we gone... Uh, is that as far as we should push it, boys? I feel... I don't want to give a... I mean... I want to leave something else in the tank, you know. We're gonna we're gonna do one more. We're gonna do a Y, like right at the end, and it's Yoda. Mm. Yoda was a character in a popular movie franchise called Star Wars. (laughs) I love how we have to we have to actually state that it's a multi tiered definition, baby. We're hitting we're reform guys. We're hitting all the boundaries, but is now a term for a certain style of tweeting in which the writer tries to be equal parts profound, opaque. And choose one woke slash sensitive slash inspirational. The world's greatest Yoda tweeter is Timothy Keller, who got great at it without even trying. Ron is currently trying to make headway in the Yoda Twitter game. So that's it, Yoda. So we went from we went from at Jared C to Yoda. Wow. All in one appendix. I mean I love I love the light that I'm painted in. After after Tim Keller, it's yeah. like Tim Keller doesn't even have to try. But Big R, oh maybe man, you're trying takes, real hard though. It takes every ounce of effort. You're putting the for reps that in, dude to say you know? anything profound. You're getting shots up, man. Uh, no, I love it. All right, boys, that's a little uh, a little preview, a little a little look Teaser. into the window of uh, the Happy Rant book, which has a different title that I've forgotten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will never remember we'll, the title. We'll let people know when it's like available for pre-sale and things. So this is just we're just we're just sowing some seeds of interest. Just priming the pump. Um, yeah. Where are we at on that title for real? I, have we just been like filibustered into silence on it? I feel like I think that's it's done. I think we got it right. Didn't we yeah. land? We landed the plan right a couple days. I think ago. we landed. Yeah. Yeah. I think we landed. You know, it is what it is. Um, like, I suppose one of us could go back and look at the emails and actually see. Yeah. Oh, that's or, so much effort. Not. <laughs> Boys, we got to do Patreon radio. We've got to uh, take care of the people that take care of us. So I'm going to I'm gonna sign us off of this one. Boys, we've done what we always do on this program. In that we've wandered to and fro throughout a dictionary of terms about our own program. Which may be the most egotistical thing we've ever done. <laughs> which is saying something. And until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. This is Chris Christensen, and back in 2006, I started a simple project, a project to try and introduce more people to the Bible through Bible study called the Bible Study Podcast. 
It's a simple name and a simple idea. Each week, every week, we study one chapter of the Bible, talk about what it says, and what that might mean for us today. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for the Bible Study Podcast on your favorite podcast app.